I'm taking just a brief moment to tell you about Anchor, which is the platform that I am using to record my podcast. Let me explain. First of all, it's free. And who doesn't want free? There are also certain tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your iPhone or computer. And Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more platforms. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So please just download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started and have fun doing it. Welcome to Life Struggles, a podcast to educate, laugh, and sometimes cry at our own life struggles and maybe even yours. Welcome, our beautiful people. This is Christy with Life Struggles, and tonight we're going to be speaking on LGBTQ and I've added plus, just in case we haven't covered everything. I want to welcome my guest, Colt, and I just want everybody to know that this is just opinions um, and experiences and not out there for any kind of judgment and all positivity. So, Colt, are you there? Hey, hey, yep, I'm here. Hi, you sound Hi. great. How Good. are you? I'm well. How are you doing? Um. Been a long day, but I feel good. Yes, I feel that. It's been a long week. Yeah, it has. Yes. It, it has. And, you know, I didn't really get to talk to you before, but I'm leaving Thursday for Florida for five days to do some podcasting. Oh, awesome. In um, uh, Tampa or where are you going? It's going to be in Sar- Saratoga. Ah, so, um, lovely. I'm actually staying at Lido Beach. So Nice. That'll be fun. Yeah, I hope so. But and busy. Four, four days and four podcasts. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how much fun, but it's fun doing this too. So Absolutely. Okay, well, let me go ahead. And the first thing I wanted to do was go through what LGBTQ plus means. Um. Colt and I tried to start this earlier and we we're having some technical difficulties. And when I brought it up this time, so I could make sure that I gave you some education online, now I've got some different things. So I want to make sure that everybody knows that, that when I read these definitions, that this is not my definitions. Um, and... Again, no judgment there. And so I'm going to start with the L. So L is for lesbian. And a lesbian is a female homosexual, a female who experiences romantic love or sexual attraction to other females. Pretty blunt. Mm -hmm. Um, G is for gay. 
it's a term that primarily refers to a homosexual person or the trait of being homosexual. Gay is often used to describe homosexual males, but lesbians may also be referred to as gay. Bisexual is to be, and bisexuality is romantic attraction, sexual attraction, or sexual behavior towards both males and females, or romantic or sexual attraction to people of any sex or gender identity. The latter aspect is sometimes termed termed as pansexuality, which I actually haven't ever heard of. Um, Transgender is an umbrella term for people whose gender identifies differs from what is typically associated with the sex that they are assigned at birth. It is sometimes abbreviated to trans. Transsexual is experience a gender identity inconsistent or not culturally associated with the sex that they were assigned at birth, which I'm assuming just means that they changed their sex sexual parts. I believe so. From yeah. what? Okay. Um, this is really different than I read before. Now we have two spirit, and this must be the pluses. Yes. Uh, I'm so glad okay. you brought that up. So glad you brought that up. <laughs> okay. So, um, yeah. So two spirit is a modern umbrella termed used by some indigenous. I don't know how to pronounce that. There you got it. Indigenous. Yeah. Okay. North Americans to describe gender variant individuals in their communities, specifically people within indigenous communities who are seen as having both male and female spirits with them. I don't really like this next word. And thank goodness it's not used a whole lot anymore. This was, I think, believe back in the 1980s but the cue they're saying is for queer the first part of queer of the cue mm, yeah. queer is an umbrella term for sexual and gender minorities that are not heterosexual um, queer was originally used against those with same-sex desires but beginning in the late 1980s so there i was correct yeah um and then the other cue they're saying is for questioning. So that is, then that's what I thought at first when we had the cue in there, it meant the questioning of one's gender, sexual identity, sexual orientation. Yeah. Or all three is a process, is, is a process of ex- exploration by people who may be unsure, still exploring and concerned about applying a social label to themselves for various reasons so and then we have intersex so this this must be in our pluses i'm assuming yeah and i don't know if i want to go through all of them um if you know what some of them there's a gender a gender people also called genderless gender free non-gendered or ungendered people are those who identify as having no gender or being without any gender identity. Hmm. Yeah. I, I don't know anything about that. Um, pansexual. 
pansexuality um, is sexual attraction, romantic love, or emotional attraction towards people of any sex or gender identity. Okay. Yeah. Didn't know there was a word for it, but that's cool. Yeah. Um, bigender is a gender identity where the person moves between feminine and masculine gender identities and behaviors, possibly depending on context. Hmm. Interesting. Oh. Hmm. Um, some bigender individuals express two distinct female and male personas, feminine and masculine, respectively. Others find that they identify as two genders simultaneously. Hmm. Uh, there's just two more, so I'll go ahead and say them. Um, the other one is gender variant, and that's gender variance or gender nonconformity. It's behavior or gender expression by an individual that does not match masculine and feminine gender norms. Hmm. That's kind of confusing. So, A little bit. Do you know anything about that? Not really, but that also kind of poses the question, you know, the difference of sexuality and gender, you know, because I think that that's kind of a, like, a, it's like a, almost a hodgepodge with all those different, and it, it is kind of get confusing and you kind of get lost in all of it. But I, yeah, I mean, it does have to have a, a title though. And I think it does give people some sort of, uh, you know, I don't know, inner peace when, when you can put a name on it or put it, you know, or, you know, kind of. I don't know. So I, so some people see it, you know, like, oh my gosh, all those, those letters and, you know, uh, uh, but it, it, the thing is each one of them is important to the whole piece the whole puzzle, you know? Okay. Okay. So it's, it's people who exhibit gender variance or um, gender con non-conforming maybe. Yeah. But again, it's like gender is your, you're basically, I feel like sexuality is, you know, your interpretation of, your, your your sexual motivation or whatever but then gender is how you i think engage the world in a sense of feminine masculine you know like that's kind right. of more, so right. it, they do go hand in hand but they're also different i don't know okay well the last one is pan gender oh and pan gender people i no, you haven't yeah well mm -hmm. well you're going to now okay <laughs> <laughs> Pan-gender people are those who feel they identify as all genders. Okay. The term has a great deal of overlap with gender queer because it's uh, all it's all encompassing nature. And that's non-binary. That's a very a common word for that same thing too right now, Christy. And that's honestly actually more how I identify now. And a lot of people identify, I think, now is, is non-binary and gender gender queer. For okay sure. okay okay i just you know i'm not comfortable with that word queer i you know it's interesting you said that i because I, I got to thinking you know you you saw kind of a, a different uh you know eight the 80s and and especially with the aids crisis and everything and, and everything that was involved with that and that term was very much thrown around in a negative way but now it's actually used i think in a sense of positive which i think is good but okay good I can't well, say the F word though, and I don't mean the 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 four letter F word. I mean the three letter F word. That's the one I hate, you know. Or yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, the F U K. Well, no, the F A G. Oh, no. okay, okay. That I, one. I that's... don't. I don't know that one. What? You F -A -G said F A G G O T. 
Oh, well, you can say it. Yeah, fag, <laughs> I faggot. I, I hate the I don't, word. Yeah, I don't I, like I, that word either. Yeah, right. But anyway, you're right. I'm with you on that. They have, yeah. But, yeah. But you know, everybody has a right to their opinion. That's right. Um, and so it's whatever. Mm. So anyway, so what I would like to do is to go ahead. Um, first of all, I'd like to um, ask you, like, at, first of all, what do you define yourself as? So I technically define or myself do you? as... I do. I define myself as pansexual um, and gender nonconforming, more non-binary um, as far as, you know, gender. And that's that's me. You know, I don't literally carry a sign around my neck saying that. Course, I, I honestly, you know, this is really one of the only times I've, I've, I've talked about it. But yeah, to this de- in this in depth but um uh, that's what i identify as and it's taken me a long time to even get there so i'll say that <laughs> and so you're saying pangender uh i guess i mean well pansexual is as far as sexuality because i really do not see um you know pansexual okay the, the gender in in people i i see the person i see the soul the spirit and i can work with all the parts so <laughs> i love that i love that yeah yeah okay so at what age do you feel like you started noticing that you had attraction towards both males and females? Oh, honey, I'll tell you exactly when it happened. Well, as far as physically, like physiologically speaking, mm-hmm. like, and I have not to be, and again, not to be, uh, you know, TMI here, but like, I remember going through my grandma's JC Penny catalog when I was like probably five or six. Mm-hmm. And I just remember thinking when I went through the men's underwear section, like, huh, like, why do I just want to stay here? <laughs> and like, like I, I know that sounds, but I, that is literally like one of the very first like male attraction things I remember. And actually, when I read a lot of other stories of, of people's coming out and whatnot, that's actually a very common thing, to be honest with you. Yeah. I've actually, yeah. It <laughs> begins like, with clothes. Yeah. Magazines and stuff and seeing that imagery and whatever. And I'm not saying that that was because also I, you know, I wasn't necessarily a sexual being at that point. I was five or six. So I was, you know, sure. I, I, but, but again, I remember that. And then I, I remember later on in more of my like, you know, you know, puberty teenage years and starting to kind of like get out there and experiment. Then, you know, it's basically was like my best buddy, like, you know, you show me my, you show me yours, I'll show you mine sort of thing. (laughs) And that's literally like kind of the first like initial, uh, you know, foundational moments of what my coming to sexuality was and, and is. And then I, really honestly didn't even have sex with a female until I was like 18. Um, and that was, and I had already had multiple encounters <laughs> with men before that. So I was a very early bloomer, I guess you could say. And uh, I, yeah, I, I knew it very early. Okay. So if I'm different. understanding right, your first sexual experience was with a male. Yes. When I was okay. about 12 or 13. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. And girls are starting to and have been I guess for years I just didn't know it when I was that age but 12 is kind of a common age yeah it is you know whether it's male or female well and you know I find in my research a lot of uh males it's actually quite common for 
young adolescent boys to be experimental in with each other and it doesn't translate into homosexuality later in life that's actually a very common healthy like freud thing i think that that you know that there is like a level of like curiosity there with i guess your body or whatever but anyway i've i've read that in research that that that, that is found that uh you know it is quite common for most men to have had some sort of homoerotic experience sometime in their life with a close friend in their like prepubescent years or whatever you know so mm-hmm. that was kind of interesting to me um but that's like almost like a developmental thing whereas well and i think it's interesting with girls you're you're you know conditioned so differently in culture as far as your your availability of affection and to be you know you know more softer and more like you know you can do those things without being you know made fun of or ridiculed whereas men you can't so i think men i don't know it's like we we get pushed later on into life to where we have to just figure this out with each other whereas girls can kind of be close with each other much earlier on with each other as in sexual no 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 in a friend like oh a different way yes well very well but that's the thing i i mean like you know bonding bonding in general you know i guess so so what I'm thinking about is, and this is, this is from so society, social, you know, you were taught by mm-hmm. social behavior, but two, two girls, two teenagers spending the night together, sleeping in the same bed means absolutely nothing. Absolutely. But, but <laughs> two, yeah, but, but people would think with two guys sleeping together Past a at certain the- age though you know what i'm saying like obviously young innocent like five you know that's what right and like, that's what i'm saying like but teenage. they get to where they start making fun of each other and if one of them hears about it and they talk they tell another one and they're calling each other you know they're calling them you know gay or fag or whatever at school and you know that exactly that's exactly how that that it's almost like a double standard kind of <laughs> but you know it's funny and i wonder if well, I know it's a lot better now too, though. But yeah. but my youngest son is nineteen. Mm. He has, you know, like guys to the house, his friends that yeah. you know he runs around with from the basketball team or baseball team or whatever doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, but he has them spend the night, and we've got in the family room like an L-shaped couch, and so one of them sleeps on, or two of them sleep on that couch. And yeah. then, and then we have a blow-up mattress um, that's a queen size, and two of them sleep on that. I mean, like they yeah. they choose those over the floor. But they don't. You don't wake up and come down there, and they're all on top of each other. Like, man, you know, no, so not, yeah, they're just yeah, they're. But I they mean, have, they don't. They have think... comfortability with each other. That's yeah, amazing. I love that. Right. I love um, that. Yeah. And. and I did ask Ryan about it one time, not that it bothered me or anything. I was just curious if that's the way it is at every house. Hmm. And uh, he said, well, you know, we always end up like they set up like four TVs down there to um, play whatever that game is, Hmm. but against each other. And it could be two or three in the morning before they get done. And they'd just rather crash right where they're at. And that's the thing. Isn't it kind of crazy though, too, if you take yourself outside of the box? Like, why was that ever? Why is that ever even considered? Like, I, I don't know. We, it's just so with with boys and men. It's just so quick. We are so quick to jump to that in a sense of defense with our with you know the hetero male. Like, it is just if you know, it, there's just no lower low 
that you can do to a, a heterosexual male than to imply that he might be a homosexual. You know what I'm saying? But I, I mean, wonder, I wonder, and, and this is just, I have no idea. Yeah. But if this didn't all start with like Catholic priests mm. that were having sex with younger boys yeah. in the church. And I just wonder if I mean, I that was, it did. I, probably, I, I wonder sort of role. And I think also it was like that whole, I have actually read up on this a little bit too. It was that whole like 1940s, fifties, like leave it to beaver. Very uh, like uh, the family, which again, I'm very pro family, but it was just, it was like this very much um, like lockdown of what, and what you should be and and what you, your family should look like in America this is what it is and if it's not this then pff, you're against the bible and you're going to hell you know like that like, you mm-hmm. know so intense and that's and that i think kind of like hung on for a while but now it's starting to break away thank god yeah yeah less okay. judgment more grace and more yeah mm. um i'll tell you what i've seen in the last 4 years which um, is interesting to me, but a lot of females that in high school, in high school, like their junior, senior years are, uh, they, they, they're in a relationship with the male and they, they break up for whatever reasons and they're hurt and whatever. And they end up (laughs) with a girl. Yeah. And, (laughs) And well, I'm going to tell you something now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I can see because I remember when I was in college, um, a, a guy that I was kind of sort of dating, you know, they call it so many different things now, but occasionally sure. we would go out. Right, so I guess that's what I call dating. Were you having sexual I, relations, I, Christy? With him? <laughs> Yes. How old were you, by the way, at this point? Uh, Twenty. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, you're good then. Um, <laughs> <laughs> why is sorry? Is there an age? No, I don't know what that even meant. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Well, well, if you was. really need to know, well, I, I thought was... you were. I thought you said you were younger for some reason, like twelve. So that's why I was like, okay. I should have oh no! That. What I was saying was that I've understood that that was going on at twelve. Mm. Um, I I okay. So I was um in the type of home, like, I didn't even run around with girls that did that, okay? And I, I'm not mm-hmm. putting that down, but... Or were there girls that did that back then? I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, did that? Did you even hear about well, that? Well, okay, but I'm hearing it now from, like, some of the girls that went to high school with me, not girls that I ran around with necessarily, but that went to high school with me, that I'm now friends with, like, through Facebook, because, you know, we, like, our um, reunions... And so they, you know, find you and friend request you and whatever. And so they've started talking to me and several of them have told me that, oh. that they started at like 13 and 14. Wow. Um, okay. But so, yeah, again, I'm not making any judgment, but sure. um, we just, the sure. group of girls that I ran around with, we didn't really weren't even looking at boys like that or girls okay. like that either way interesting I mean, we're just doing our own thing but <sighs> i don't know what was wrong with me if i was raised in the country if it was the water i drank or what but the well water i don't know but it i was just uh 
I just was a. Uh, I, I mean, literally, I mean, on probably at least five to six, maybe seven of my friends I had, like. <laughs> relations with over the course of high school I mean it was like I, I don't know I was just very like sexually eager and motivated and like curious and I just needed to like understand why I was different and what that meant for other people because I'm like they're doing the same thing I, they're both they're dating girls and we're, we're going to dates with girls uh, you know even together with my friends like but then I would go off and this is terrible like literally after me and my good friend that I actually had several years of messing around slash encounters relations with, uh, after we would leave our girlfriend's house, we would actually meet up and then we would have like do our thing, which is terrible. I know, but I'm just saying like, that just shows you like, so what are, are you saying? Like, so you're with a, a girl, but nothing happened, but maybe you were a little turned on and then you left with the friend, oh, male, male friend. And I then... was way more excited to do what I was about to do with him at the time because of just, it was him. And we just had like, we just had this chemistry and again we it was several years that this you know went on and i think it just it meant something more to me than what that you know person did at the time even though i don't know it was it was not that that was fake or false you know and, but, mm-hmm. but i wasn't using it like as a cover up necessarily even though i don't know i questioned cuz i always felt forced to make a decision like i had to choose like gay bi straight what like because i remember i first started just telling people i was bi i remember that like that was mm-hmm. and a lot of people do that because it's like mm-hmm. that's a safe like <laughs> kind of a safety like you're not going full 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 fledged but you're like you know putting your toes in the water but i remember that and then you know it's just like no oh, you're with guys an awful lot but i would still date girls even in college and, and and even you know in nashville and afterwards and and i still do but the thing is i knew and especially physically there was something different when I would connect with a man than I would with a woman. So I don't know. Yeah. Okay. So I want to jump back to this when I was 20 and in college mm. and, and this guy I was dating. Um, oh yeah. Af- afterwards, after we went out to dinner, um, we were, we were going to go to the bars and I was never a drinker. Although bar- bars were fun to me because there was always music and everybody, you know, was there from the college. It was, there was yeah. like, that's all our town was, was college bars. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and so, but anyway, we, we did get downtown first and after we ate dinner, you know, we tried to walk through a couple of them and just wasn't, I don't know if it was a slower night or, you know, maybe a date night. So they, you know, weren't out as much or whatever, but we, so we go back to his house, which he lived um, with his parents. I went, I went out of state to college. So I lived in an apartment. So I went to the university of Nebraska. Oh. Um, And so that was, yeah, well, that's, I was born in Lincoln. So, but in, Anyway, so we went back to his house, and so, you know, the whole family was there, whatever, and his sister came home, beautiful girl, and she was like a year younger than us, and was just hysterically bawling, Mm. and um, so the guy I was with, her brother, was like really, really, really comforting, Mm. Um, and I loved it. I loved that about him. But um, I also then went in and talked to her and stuff. And anyway, um, so her boyfriend had broke up with her and she found out that he was seeing somebody else. 
which sometimes I think it makes it harder if if they just say you know I not feeling it anymore you get an argument or something Mm. like that and you're just not getting along is so different than somebody saying I'm or not even saying anything just you catch them with somebody else and they've been doing that and they don't even want to be with you yeah um and I think that hurts more it's that's that's just my opinion that's christy i'm so sorry because i i know this is gonna it's gonna be if there's a train coming and i forgot i'm right by this train i totally forgot um can i can i move really quickly we're gonna be you're gonna be able to edit this right i didn't just mess this whole thing up did i please tell me i didn't well uh, hopefully i can edit it out are you gonna hang up is that what you're gonna do no no no. i just well here's the thing i can hear coming in the background and i just i know i i totally totally forgot about that thing being here because again i'm just i was just trying to think of like signal wi-fi you know quiet and then literally i i can hear it coming in the background so here's the thing i can move out to walmart i I could get good signal out there but i just wanted you to know so it you don't like hearing you're like oh my god okay well if it gets there (sighs) um i'll probably hang up like if you can hear it coming Uh, close the things are coming down yeah it's coming bro it's coming all right um, so uh, I'll disconnect, and when it gets done, let me know. I'm so, but this is great though. I'm just, I'm, I, I, I think it is. So I, I hope that you're enjoying it. I, I'm enjoying it. But all right, no, I am too. Just, I wonder if it's going to be that loud that we even have to stop. Well, we're literally right on the train track. So hi, sorry. Yeah, it's, it's. In fact, you're. Oh my God, you're gonna. In fact, like our building shakes. It's so close. You're gonna hear it. In fact, here it comes. Here it comes. Oh, I love it. Let it go. <laughs> Is it- yeah. <laughs> We're pulling a train. <laughs> well, hopefully it's not a long one, but you, you want me to just call you back then? Well, I don't know. Is it a long one? Well, hopefully not. I mean, and it'll get quieter as the, you know, the, the, the caboose or the whatever gets further away. I kind of like it. Right? <laughs> Very, yeah. It's, you should see it. It's a nice. Yeah, we're. If it doesn't honk anymore, we're good. Okay. Well, shoot, I hate I said something, although we would have had to have said something because that would <laughs> It's fine. Okay. And I think we can hear our voices over it. So. Okay. I think we're good. Um, anyway, so a couple weeks later. Again, we went out to dinner and then we ended up going back to his parents' house and she introduced me to her girlfriend who was her best friend who had come over that night a couple of weeks before, only this time they were together as a couple. Mm. And that's probably the first time I had ever seen two females together. Okay. Um. Anyway, I I ended up talking to her like the next day on the phone and just asking her like I I don't understand. Mm. You know, blah blah blah. And then when she told me that um that night when her girlfriend had come over um and her brother and I had already talked to her and whatever that 
they they talked and then like she was crying and her mm. her, her friend just told her and just knew the right things to say and and doing whatever and um it developed from there into a different relationship and it's not something that was planned or even thought about before okay so what i was going to tell you then was that's what's in the last four years been going on in the high school around here is these girls or guys are getting you know in broken relationships and they're trying other things yep um and i think it's maybe it probably was going on before but it wasn't talked about or put out in public and now that now that it's all out there they feel more comfortable with it being in public mm-hmm. um but they're tr- they're trying it, but not necessarily staying with it. Well, is that because of the culture? You think just general, like, because I mean, obviously, it's opened up to it a lot more now, and the generation back, like, well, your son and and even younger, that generation is literally their school experience is so different compared to what mine would mine was with this issue. You know, I mean, well, that's what I'm saying. It's, it's like, it's because it's all acceptable now with society or the majority of society. um, I, they're trying it Mm. um, to see, you know, whatever. And and in fact, and obviously I'm not going to name names or anything. Yeah. um, But some uh, a friend of mine's daughter that I was really close to that happened to and of course mom wasn't happy um but it wasn't like she disowned her or anything like that That's good. um she wasn't like that but she mm. was like with her so the daughter was with another female for about six months mm. and then she decided that wasn't for her and like now she's engaged. Well, and sometimes that makes me even think, is it a rebellion thing for the parent towards the parents in a sense, like just knowing that they would hate it. So I'm trying to get under mom and dad's skin. So let me go date a girl for a while. I, I'm not saying, I mean, that would be pretty insane. Well, I- when I talked to her because she, she was so, so I've known her, the, the daughter, since she was a baby and uh, she, you know, like called me aunt. Mm. So I was close to her. So when I talked to her about it, um, she, she, I mean, she, she admitted right away that she was, it wasn't anything about her mom or her dad or anything. It was that again, her girlfriend was there to get her through. Yeah. And one thing led to another. And then her her side of it, and I didn't ever talk to the other girl, but her side of it was, and it worked for me that night, but I think I was more afraid of hurting her because it wasn't something that I mm. enjoyed after that. Mm. It, it, it was like that night, it was what she needed. So I, I kind of felt okay. bad then because it took her so long to tell the other girl that it wasn't for her. But well, and Chrissy, you being a, you know a identifying heterosexual woman in a marriage, like so, can I ask you this? Like, 
in that like same sense, even in college or throughout, I mean, and obviously let's be honest, like we can all admit when another human is attractive, regardless of their, of their gender, like regardless, and women can do that much easier in public to men. But was there ever time like where you felt like even attraction, even a little bit towards a, you know, someone of the same sex or something, or even just, even in like a very close intimate friendship way, like, and again, not suggesting that that would make you anything other than what you are, but did you ever experience that or feel I that? Didn't. Or, I okay. didn't. I didn't. Yeah. I've, I've never, um, I can see, I can understand why. Gotcha. And, and, and the reason I can understand why um, is because I think um, in the same way why I can understand with the male gender is I, I think um, like my this started out this way. I'm going to change it after a while. Okay. Mm. But females know females. We know mm. how, we know how we feel. Yeah. You know, we understand each other and stuff. Um, so, mm. I, I mean, that's, if you ever read the book, um, male males are from Mars. Ah, females yeah. are from Venus. If if you ever read that, it is so so close to what goes on, and it's true. Like most men that are not bisexual don't understand women, and and I can tell you that um, three of my best friends have been um, gay males, and. I think that's because the the feminine side of them understands me. Yeah. I you know totally. and it resonates and, with you. Yeah. And I'm comfortable and I love them to death. And that them I would choose to talk to any day about what I was going through with the male. And the cool thing about mm. it is they understand actually both sides of it. Totally. The, yeah. The totally male perspective. Yeah. Yeah. The male side <laughs> and the female side. In fact, I can remember on Instagram, like on one of my stories, I said, looking for gay friends. <laughs> well, and it, so it cool. wasn't for podcasting. It was, yeah. it was, I missed having that person yeah. that understood both sides of it. Well, on the flip side, I hate that that feel, I feel like that's been a blocking factor for me having more heterosexual male friends though, because they don't see it. And because and it, it's always more of a risk than a benefit having a even remotely gay friend. And I hate that because women is so different with women. You know what I'm saying? It, it's completely different. And with men, it's like, a, you know, but with lesbians, I don't think it would be like that for you. You could be friends with a lesbian and feel comfortable. Oh, absolutely. Different. Yeah, you are. So, I mean, it, yeah. Now, I did have, I, I have to <laughs> tell this part. I did have one hit on, well, two hit on me. Oh, yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. I know you did. Um, <laughs> One was a massage therapist. Oh no! Wait a minute. Was this like a physical come on, like during? Well, okay. Sorry, well, first, know. well, first of all, I knew <laughs> I knew her before I went to her. Okay. Um, my my husband. Awkward. So my husband went to her. Oh no! Um, like before I even met him, he he had been going to her for years, and so when we met, and he knew that I loved getting massages he said mm -hmm. hey you need to try this girl and she was local mm -hmm. and anyway she was really really good mm -hmm. and, 
I'm really good in her profession. And actually, she ended up training me. Oh. Um, But, and she was married and she had kids. And then uh, I'm going to say about five years, maybe after I was going to her, I had heard to, well, because she got a divorce and her husband bought the house behind us. Um, and I saw him out there. I didn't, I didn't even know anything about them getting divorced or anything. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden I see him <laughs> in this yard behind us and he's mowing the yard. And I went over there and I'm like, Oh, did mm-hmm. you and what her name, whether her name is, I'm not saying it. Yeah, I'll, call her, it. I'll call her Tammy. Yeah. Um, so did you and Tammy get divorced or you guys move or, and he's like, oh, so you didn't know? And I'm like, no, what? And he said, so she is, um, he said gay. Mm. That's, a, that's the terminology he used. But he said bisexual. Mm. And that she actually fell in love with this woman and wanted her to move in with them and have, like, she wanted both of them. Well, as a heterosexual, do you feel like it would be easier to be cheated on from, like, a same-sex person or, like, I mean, cheating is cheating, or I don't know if they, they didn't cheat, did they? Or did she cheat? She did cheat. No, she cheated. Okay. And, so but, the, but then she brought him home and introduced him and oh, told God. him that, and told him that, you know, what happened and that she wanted him to accept her and actually have a threesome. And I like, knew it. I knew you were going to say that. I knew you were going to say it. <laughs> Get out. That is such a man. God bless. And Sorry. No, he didn't ask that. She did. She wanted it. Oh, she just well, she just wanted the the part in the in the in the uh, equation. That's all she wanted. So they well, didn't have she to strap, strap okay. So on. she she loved her husband. <laughs> okay. 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 She did not want the marriage to end. But you and cannot she, share that. I don't care. I, I I do not understand when people think that they can share that. Like, because she just wants to have both. Honey, you gotta have your. Cake. You can't have your cake and eat it too. You got. Well, she it. thought she could. So, and he told well, her how that, that worked he, out. Well, it didn't, obviously. <laughs> I'm sorry. And and that's what he said. You know, he yeah. said, I, "I, I mean, he was really hurt." Yeah. Uh-huh. And and so the people that I've talked to that have been cheated on by the opposite sex mm-hmm. actually feel worse, worse than yeah it's almost confusion too. it is like it, like, it is yeah. confusing it mm-hmm. is confusing and mm-hmm. so then when she wanted him to be part of this woman that she was so she said i'm in love with both of you and mm-hmm. why can't we all be one big happy family mm-hmm. you know and he's like well first of all that's somebody that you cheated on me with yeah right That'd you know and, and he did bring up you know, and we've, we've got two kids and I think at the mm-hmm. time they were like eight and 10. Oh yeah. And he said, you know, they're, they're going to get, you know, made fun of and bullied yeah. and if we're in a throuple with, yeah. Right. <laughs> and he said, and I don't think that I can bear you, her being in the house and you guys having a sexual relationship when I'm right that here. Would be very awkward. Yeah. 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 So um, I think at first it was kind of bitter, but I mean, within a year he married and okay. he's, you know, he's Go fine on. and whatever, Good. but okay. So, so she had been divorced about two years and I did bring it up to her the next time I saw her, like 
because I went for a massage. I'm like, so um, your ex-husband moved in across the street from us. <laughs> and she's like, "He is that where he, she said, I've never been to your house. So she didn't know. Ah. And uh, I said, yeah, I said, probably in the last two years, you probably should have mentioned something to me. It was, yeah. <laughs> it was kind of an awkward situation just seeing Very him. Awkward. And then I said the wrong thing, you know, right. like, oh, you and you and Tammy moved here <laughs> and, you know, not knowing anything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so and then she's like, yeah, sorry, you know, but it's, it's all good now and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, so, um, are you with her still? And she's like, well, she ended up a year later going out on me. And, but then I'm, I'm with somebody else now and blah, blah, blah. And, and, and so she's like, you know, as she's massaging me, tells me the whole story. And then all of a sudden I notice her like, <laughs> get, uh-uh. yeah. So oh get, while, while she's doing my legs, you know, get, getting up there. And then, so then I went, yeah, and I went, shh, Tammy. Aww. No. Aww. That just, I'm like, I don't, you know, oh, I don't I want it to feel, hurt us. Like, I can feel the, oh, the uncomfortableness of this right now. I can almost feel it in her tummy. Wow. Well, it really was because she was a very good massage therapist, and but I've been going to her now for years. You. Like, in a, in a very, like, you can't, like, that's a very awkward way to come on to someone anyway, like, when you're in a profession. I don't know. That just, that's a lot of no's to me but hey well from what i understand it happens quite a bit yeah well hey yeah yeah, yeah. and and i'm sure massage you know can be there's uh, another train coming uh, you know i can you no know way I, there's another train coming i kid you not i am so sorry wow this we should just leave this one in here <laughs> i'm so sorry I so we we get to pull two trains in one night wow we got two trains and that was actually within 15 minutes i don't know what the man this is that's a- gonna make us like whores you know that <laughs> <laughs> well i'm the one on the train tracks honey yeah come on yeah, but, yeah, right yeah but i'm helping you let's see if i see one jump off when it goes by i'll probably see one. Oh, oh it's coming from the other way this time let her go through okay <laughs> oh wow yeah, our whole building literally does shake when uh, a train goes by. It's quite interesting. Like that's funny. Yeah. Well, that was the short one. Well, I, I rolled up my window, so hopefully that'll make it a little better. It's still going by, but oh, yeah. I should have told you. You should have had your windows up anyway. Well, but I know. Hot, I, I can't know. leave it. I can't. I, I, I'll die. I'm not. I'm not a golden retriever. I gotta have air, honey. And you I can't, can't have that. the car running. Nope. So we had to pick or choose one. I gotta breathe. My uh, co-host that I usually have always has to go to her car because. She um, lives in a house with uh, four bedrooms, but four people living in it. Yeah, you know, one in each bedroom. <laughs> yeah, and sometimes it just gets too loud. Totally. Um, so she goes to her car, and sometimes we have to do it during the day because she works different shifts, and she she's like just sits there with the air conditioner on. But sometimes that's you can well, hear that. And to give you all some some background, the reason why I'm even here is because I ha- I live out in the boonies and there's no signal, especially on Verizon. And I tell you what, we kept on dropping each other earlier, so I had to come in here. But now we 
didn't realize the train was going to be. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. Well, you know what? It just added some space. It sure did. What a you sound know. effect, huh? We couldn't, yeah. couldn't have yeah. made that post. So, yeah. No, anyway. we couldn't. But anyway, to, so to finish her off, um, I just, I, I mean, I, I didn't feel uncomfortable anymore. I just said, um, Tammy, I, you know, I'm not that way. And yeah. I don't, I, I don't want to lose our friendship, nor you as a massage therapist, because you're really good at what yeah. you do. And yeah. she's like, and, and she was, it was all cool. She was like, okay, I'm sorry. Okay. She said, you know, you're just to be more weird if she got, if she got defensive, like that would have been even more weird. Like, you know, if she'd gotten weird about it, but no, she didn't though. No. She was, she was no, chill. She didn't. She just okay. said, you know, I apologize. You're very attractive. Oh, okay. Yeah. So totally get that. Well, thank you. So <laughs> I didn't, I didn't, yeah, I didn't take offense to it. You know, yeah. I, it, it, and so when anyone comes on to you or, or hits on you or whatever, I mean, that's a little intense, but I'm just saying, I think it should, it should be a compliment unless it's weird yeah. or too much. Yeah, but anyway. And then the and then the only other time was um, five of us girls went out for my fortieth birthday, and it was a bar downtown that I guess there was you know gays and uh, regular anyway. Um, mm. I you know again I don't drink. And so, you know, like the table, the girls were all drinking and stuff. And then they were out there dancing. And I don't know if you've ever been around a bunch of people that were drunk when you were sober. Mm. But uh, not fun. It, it's it's not fun. Yeah. I mean, if, if you're all drinking, it's fun. No, but, yeah. But, you know, because you, you all you think... babysitting, basically. <laughs> and and, and really... Really, um, I said to them when they said, you know, we want to go out, blah, blah. I'm like, you guys just want a driver because, you know, mm -hmm. I don't drink. Mm -hmm. But but I do love to dance. Oh, yeah. Um, so <laughs> so that's fine. But and that's the reason why I agreed to go. Plus, I didn't mind driving them home. But yeah. there was one there's I don't like hard rock. Yeah. And there was a couple of hard rock songs that came on, and these a couple of these girls liked it, and so they were out there dancing. I can't even dance to it. Um, so I'm sitting. They're rock the, hard to dance to. Yeah. It it is to me. Yeah. But um, anyway, I gotta, like so, make the stallion or something like you know, uh, some beat. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! So I was I was basically sitting at the table by myself watching them, and this woman came up to me and she said um can i buy you a drink hmm. and i said oh well thank you but and i seriously i did not know that she was coming hmm. on on to me okay i never even thought about it um i just said you know no thanks i don't drink and she's like well do you mind if i sit down hmm. and I, I you have to understand i'm naive at this I, you know yeah, i was i was mm -hmm. Uh, you know so anyway so i'm like I, i'm a friendly person i'm like sure and she <laughs> she you know she introduced herself she sat down and i guess that was my mistake for mm, what I, yeah maybe well that's what i was told by my <laughs> friends <laughs> well what 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 did she do after that? Like, what was her? When did you know? Like, oh gosh, this is like. Well, so different. we're we're sitting there talking, and then my friends come back, 
you know, from the dance. Mm -hmm. And then another song came on and it was slow. And this girl that was at the table with me is like, do you want to get up and dance? Oh. And (laughs) I'm like, well, that would be hard to dance to. Again, I don't think it's that, you know, she means like slow dance, like holding Uh, each other. Right. I'm totally naive to this. Well. And, but see, I don't, I was also, I'm not a bar goer. So, but my friends do. And so my, my best friend sitting next to me, like kind of nudged me in the side and she's like, um, come here, you have to go to the bathroom. And I'm like, I, I, I'm like, I do. And she's like, yeah, you do. I'm like, okay. So I get up and go to the restroom and she's like, she, she's coming on to you. Uh Oh, no. And I went, no, she's not. And she said, yes, she is. Uh, we actually know her from here. And she totally is into females. And I'm like, oh, crap. Now what do I do? Like, I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. Totally. And I've not been in that situation except with somebody I knew well, which I was able to, you know, to say, hey, you know, knock it off. I'm not into that. But, you but, know, but this is a different situation. I feel like most gay people, though, should should have that kind of built in that they they should. Un- and, and there's going to be the ones that get a defensive or whatever. But like, you know, you're 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 going outside of your territory there. And in a sense of I mean, yeah, ballsy. I respect that. Go ahead. But um, you have to be ready for the, you know, the I hate to say it like rejection or whatever. But, you know, I mean, that's just part of it because I honey, I mean, there's so many when I'm out and I see I see a straight man. I, I know he's straight. I, like, I know he's straight. I mean, he's got his woman right next to him. But I'm just like, oh, my gosh, I just need to think about you for just like one minute right now here and just let me just do that and then i'll be done but i just you know i <laughs> do because again attraction is attraction like i cannot like stop myself from you know looking at a man and be like oh well he's not gay so i can't like and not that i'm gonna do anything about it or say anything to him because you know but i'm just saying and also on the flip side of that can i just say something too is that like a psa almost that there is a very 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 like hard hard uh that's probably not the right word to say sorry a very big connection between internalized homophobia and actual you know closeted homosexuality and i think that you know if you're in a relationship with someone that has very very intense homophobia that you see come out often you should be like you know not only concerned for the person but like in a sense of your relationship that that you know they might be hiding something that you don't know about because i do i think that there's like, and I'm not saying that it always is, but I just think that that is such a common thing now that when homophobia is shown, that it is often tied to actual negative feelings about self because of their own, uh, you know, potential desires. Anyway, sorry, this kind of. So, do you think um, when you're using that word that there's any that we need to explain it, or do you think sure, everybody? I no, no, it's okay. I just, I mean, do you think yeah. ever, everybody probably knows what you're talking about? Totally. And homophobia is definitely, I mean, still there. And it, you know, it's basically the, you know, hatred of, or well, yeah, it, well it is hate-based, but it's, uh, I guess, the distaste. I don't, is it a hate-based or is it that they're afraid of it? Okay, there you go. Fear. Fear-based. Fear-based. Okay. Okay. I kind of like that better. Um, and, but in a sense, though, it can come off very hateful. and probably a defense even violence you know it can it can you know and we've seen that 
many times, but not as much now, obviously, thank God. But, but still, like, I just think that if that is a common thing for someone to show that, that I don't know. Um, but and also, I and just because I don't want to forget this, when you're talking about that book earlier, I need to let your viewers know of one book that could be a tremendous resource to them that was in my life, if you don't mind. Could I? Could oh, I no, absolutely not. Um, just... It was a life changing book for me, and I've read it multiple times. And honestly, I, I highly recommend if you're straight and have just gay friends read it because it's called The Velvet Rage. And um, the subtitle is Growing Up Gay in a Straight Man's World. And it is just so on the mark in so many ways. And no matter what your journey is, it will bring so much comfort and um, peace and just like just letting you know, oh, my gosh, someone else has been here too. someone else understands this in so many ways as far as interacting with your world, growing up with your father, your mother from, you know, it just really is a good book. So I highly recommend that. Okay, so the Velvet Rage, um, you can get it in audio book, you can get it on Amazon. Um, there you go. In just a minute here, I'm going to give them the author is Alan Downs. Yep, that's what I thought. Awesome. Thank so, you. You're welcome. Okay, so so this is supposed to be, I mean, we weren't supposed to be really talking about me. I don't, uh, more. Again, sorry. <laughs> All right, now that's strike three. I know. You're going to kick me off here, guys. Okay, Okay, so here, so I want to know, first of all, um, what what you've gone through as far as have you been bullied? Have you Mm -hmm. been shunned? Um, Do you have bad experiences? That's a great question, by the way. Um, and in well, just you don't, consider you don't, time. I'm not going to give you all of them, but I will give you well, a couple, no, 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 a handful just, of yeah. I, and the biggest thing I think is getting called that f word. And you could see how earlier it, it got to me. You know, what I mean, and that, that shows you right there that there's something behind that. Uh, that was is a word that was because I mean, I here's the thing. Regardless of what I was when I was a child, like I showed, I showed. Um, effeminate qualities that even though at the time I was probably horribly, you know, petrified of because I, I could see what it would, it made me look like. But like, I remember trying to overcompensate like more masculine qualities then. And then it was like, you know, ridiculous. So can I interject just yeah. a second? Mm-hmm. So do you have more feminine qualities than you do masculine? You know what? I don't, I think they're about proportionate to each other, but I'll tell you what, Christy, okay. it's, it's amazing that I'm now 30 four years old and I can say though confidently that I've embraced more of them more of the feminine in my life now more than ever than I ever have and and not that I've embraced the masculine less it's just me actually acknowledging okay and and I think this is well completely like I don't know, because the thing is, I was always very uncomfortable with that because I grew up in a rural area. You know, I remember my dad calling me sissy and you know, I, and getting called, you know, a lot of shit when I was, sorry, excuse me, I didn't mean to say shit. No. It's okay. It's uh, fine. When, I, when I was growing up, but like that, the, the the fag word though, it was just the way it was said and like the way it made me feel and just very different and like exposed. And it's exposed to something that I didn't really even understand because I'm like, I'm not even doing anything like like you're just looking at me and the way I'm acting and you're just calling me that. And I'm like and sometimes I wonder if that didn't actually kind of push. I don't know, like, you know, not saying that it's it's a choice by any means, but I'm just saying that, like, if it didn't because I felt like, okay, maybe this is like, you know, 
like obviously people are seeing it like in me and I, I was still not even, you know, the first time my mom walked in on me. Oh my gosh. Walk, oh, like gosh. she saw uh, gay porn and i'll tell you what i know exactly what was on the screen when she walked in thank god i was not relieving myself at that moment but i was literally probably 13 14 and it was the most awkward uncomfortable situation but do you know what followed after that was my mom bless her heart who i love dearly and is literally a foundation in my life but a very spiritual but yet christian and sometimes very uh religious and still very formatted in that sense of uh you know traditionalism and she bought me books a couple books right after from like focus on the family like uh how to basically like not be gay and do you know what that did to my psyche at like that developmental stage of my life my mom doing that and like I mean, not much less. Uh, reading and them, yet she didn't mean it in a negative way. And she did she at was... all. And let, yep, let's take up for the moms because she did not. Absolutely. And I don't right. want to. Yep. I don't want to do that because, again, that but was, there that are parents she, that do that. That's what she I'm didn't saying. Follow up so. with anything. That was my problem, Chrissy. She okay. never, she, you know, we never talked about it. She's like, here's this book. Like, you know, go read them. Be different. I'm like, oh, OK. Like, <laughs> you know, and that, that that's and again, I'm not putting flaws in her. I'm not saying it because, again, not. But I, I just say that that it that stage of my life that that impacted me a lot i remember she picked me up from uh lunch and we had lunch the day after that happened because she like wanted to talk about it it was so uncomfortable and awkward and i just she was like she didn't understand she didn't know because obviously she just walked in and saw this big old penis on the screen that i was looking at very intently i guess and i you know that as a mom i don't know what you would feel I mean, she would have had to have known because, again, she knew me more than anyone. So she would have had to have seen some of those things in me. But maybe she just, you know, denied him. But, again, my sister was the one putting me in rollers and doing my lipstick when I was two, being her little Barbie doll, you know. So, well, sure. So, I mean, there were things that were like, you know, come on, y'all didn't really help me out here. <laughs> no, but, well, uh, that's not fair, really. No, it's not. As, I'm totally as, as siblings, as, yeah. you know, depending if you have more. You know, I, I had an even amount of brothers and sisters, mm. um, but still the boys got pulled into playing house with us, you know, mm. and, and, and we also got pulled into their baseball games. Mm. You, you know what I'm saying? Yep. It was it was both ways. Well, that goes back to that gender roles you were talking about. And you know how that's changing now. And I'm curious what your thoughts are on it, especially when it comes to babies and newborns and people and couples having babies. How important is it that we put all this stress? I was talking to a girl at work tonight, you know, is about to have a baby and I was asking her when, if you want to know the, the gender. And she's like, I think we do. You know, there's just so much to prepare and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, I can't even imagine like, you know, you're getting the room ready and stuff. But why do we do that? Why do we have to coat it blue or pink or, you know, all that depending on like, why, why do we have to go so out of our way to prepare ourselves for this person to make them feel like a, I don't know, like when, when, if we look at it as a blank slate, they're starting off on their own to be, just, you know, to discover life. <laughs> I don't know. You know what I'm saying? I, I wonder that if, if you feel like that, that's something we, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure you did that with your son when he came home, you had it all buoyed actually, out no actually no? with my but then i had him later so okay um with my daughter um i didn't know what i was going to have till after i had her okay and so the bedroom was white okay I'm um and and then we had a second shower afterwards. And I, I mean, 
there are feminine colors and masculine colors. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're interchangeable now. But, there you go. I like that. You know, but then, then that that is, you know, but. But what about the boy that wants to play with the Easy Bake Oven rather than the GI Joe? Like what? Like okay, what so so my so with my youngest one, um, it was whatever he wanted to do. It did. It, I never ever tried to. You know what? It's not any different than. So my daughter was left-handed, mm. and I I can remember my mom keeps saying, "Put that in her right hand." Mm. trying to make her be right-handed mm. that's crazy and i'm like what's wrong with being left-handed mm. and she said well it's just going to cause her difficulties and i'm like what? but well <laughs> and actually i found out later that like if if you read up on left-handers they're actually very they're more intelligent absolutely my dad's left-handed yeah yeah and and she but she ended up being a like she could use both not he can't too, yeah. Like like she played softball and and he she, she right and she batted with her right hand. Yeah. But crazy. um she was very, very, very intelligent. Um but anyway, you know, I I didn't agree with my mom there even, you know, like what, what does it matter if it's if she's left handed or right handed? So um yeah, um Ryan's a really good example because um the he he grew up with the little girl next door mm. who was like six months older than him and that's the only kids in the neighborhood he had to play with mm. and so he played it was so cute he, he's you know and he's kind of hard it's hard with him to oh um he's got a very very sensitive heart period mm. Um, and just loves everybody. He's also mm-hmm. um, was was raised um, as a Christian in a yeah. Christian school and stuff. And I don't know that that I think he just had a a, a beautiful sensitive heart to begin with. Me too. Yeah. Okay. But in being in a Christian school, they also taught that too. Not. Not that you can teach sensitivity, but, you know, like mm. not, not to bully, not to Absolutely. make fun of that kind of stuff. And to have empathy and compassion for others. And, right. Yeah. So that stuff was also taught in school. But when he, mm-hmm. but before he even got to school age playing with the, the neighbor girl, um, she went every single morning after she had her breakfast, she'd come over and knock on the door. She was so sweet. Oh. And this was like starting at about two and a half. Mm. And should knock on door and say, "Can Ryan play?" Oh, and it was so sweet, you know. Is and, this the and, one that I met at your house that came over that day? The neighbor, the girl, is that her? Um, Does she still live by you? No. Oh, cause my bad. I'm okay. Never mind. No. Okay. okay. Um, I thought they were still friends. Maybe. Well, yeah, they are. Oh, they are. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. But they, but she doesn't live there anymore. Gotcha. My bad. Okay. Okay. So anyway, um, yeah, and he, um, he would play with her, and she always brought her dolls. Mm. You know, she brought her Barbie dolls and her regular dolls and her strollers, and um, they played with that. And then, but he was just all 
about sports from the time he was little. He yeah. had he had the little basketball hoop and he had a, a baseball bats and that those were things he chose. Not mm. that not that he was and and you know what? We didn't even buy toys like he hardly had any toys because he chose his own. Mm. And they and it was all bats and balls. Huh. And basketball hoops, and that's all he ever did. And instead of watching cartoons, his kid watched ESPN. Wow. Um, so, I mean, that's it cool. was, but, so, you know, when he'd get tired of playing what she wanted, then then he would, you know, say, you know, play play basketball with me. And she would say, no, I don't want <laughs> to. <laughs> and if if you don't, if you don't play with me, I'm going home. Okay, girl. <laughs> but see, he uh, wasn't like that. So yeah. she and but he would go, please, please don't go home. And she would like go out the door and slam the door, and she would oh. go home. And the poor, he would cry. Yeah. And he would say, "Mom, why won't she play with me? But I have to play with what she wants." Mm. And I and I got so tired of him being hurt. Yeah. That I said, you know what? The next time. The next time that she threatens you with she's going to go home, if you don't do what she wants, then you say, okay, bye. bye. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I said, and he that'll goes, teach her. But yeah. he's, he see this sensitive heart. He said, but that'll, that'll hurt her feelings. But it'll wake her up. She'll be like, and, okay. and that's what I said. You got mm. to. So I started out young in life is that you, even though I love that you have a sensitive heart and you care about people's feelings, you also have to stand up for yourself. Yeah. You can't let somebody walk all over you. So, um, and, and I don't think that was like leaning him towards anything except respect. Right. Um, so, yeah. So the next time, like he had a really hard doing time doing it. Okay. But he did it and she went, I'm not going home. I'll play okay. with you. <laughs> so it worked right there away. You go. Um, yeah. And uh, so, so they were fine. And yes. In fact, I just talked to her. Oh gosh. A couple weeks ago. And it's funny. Cause I, I guess he and his girlfriend came into a restaurant that she was working at mm-hmm. and he is highly, highly, highly allergic to penis. Yeah. Like, I remember that. Like he, yeah. Like, like he swells up right. Or gets like, it's bad. Like he, well, yeah. he has like seven seconds to live without oh, being God. treated. Um, so That's anyway, great. as he's gotten older, he's gotten where he thinks he knows place, the, where he can eat and mm. he doesn't ask questions anymore. And I guess when he went, he and his girlfriend went to this restaurant. Um, so the, the next door neighbor that he grew up with um was working there she was not waiting on him but she heard him order mm-hmm. and she saw them come in and so when the order came back she actually went up to them and said he is highly allergic to peanuts you have to make sure that you keep that away from those and then she called me because she was afraid that if she went up to him and his girlfriend that her girl his girlfriend would oh. get upset Oh, like be jealous. Yeah. yeah, And so she, so so she called me and she's like, I am so mad at Ryan. When I see him by myself next time, I'm going to tell him he cannot quit being careful. (laughs) 
Oh my gosh. And I'm like, why didn't you just tell him? And she's like, well, he had a, his girlfriend with him and I didn't know how she would react and I didn't want to cause any problems. Yeah. You know, and I, I mean, that was nice of her, but I'm like, hopefully he's not. Right. You know, like he would be, I know that it wouldn't bother him. He would like right away say, you know, hey, you know, to his girlfriend, this is, you know, one of my best friends that I grew up with. Mm. She's she's more like a sister. That's right. that, that's like that's that's that's, that's, yeah. that's what he looks at like her as, mm. and and she looks at him as. Well, and it's funny be, because when they were younger and they were so close, and stayed close, um, me and me and her mom used to say, "Wouldn't it be cool if when they grew up they got married?" <laughs> <laughs> Of course, for y'all, it'd be cool. It'd be perfect. But yeah, but that's never going to happen. They're they're like they look at each other like a brother and sister. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, get get back to yours. There is one, and I know because here's the thing. I I know we're running out of time, and I actually am going to have to get off this parking lot soon. But I do want to really, really talk to you about one subject we talked about earlier. If you don't, if you don't mind, if you don't mind me uh, bringing it up again, and that's the two spirit. Um, Do you mind if I, I just? Well, no, because you never really got to talk about it. Well, I and I just this is the one thing in this entire conversation I really, really wanted to touch on because it's been such such a uh, a very um, gosh, just life changing thing for me to discover it because basically, I when I moved back home two years ago from Peoria, I uh, really got into uh, going arrowhead hunting with my dad. would just you know walk all these creek branches and whatnot and fields and and find them and and it's just an amazing thing to find an artifact that you have no idea who had it who touched it who what they hunted with or whatever and how long it's been there and where it came, you know all that stuff is just amazing so i got really into it and i've always been fascinated with the native american culture because we do have that in her blood um i'm cherokee and shoshone but i found out about two-spirit from a friend and started to research it and it became just this like passion thing for me because I'm actually about to get a chest uh, tattoo of of it um, that I'm working on designing cool. to just give you an idea of how important it is to me because this is why the Native American people, not only on this subject, but on so many other subjects, I think showed us white people or however you want to say it, so many wrongs in our, in our ways. And, and not only is what we did to them, and I'm not trying to get into that, but as far as, you know, just running them off their land, the extermination of the Buffalo, so many things that we did to them. And they've had so many very grounded, traditional earthly principles that they live by. And two spirit is one of them that we basically, uh, again, took away from them. The fact that it was wrong and started, you know, I think killing people that were two spirit, but essentially they looked at them as cherished. They were revered, like they were revered as like, like, like of the gods, like that they were not only, and you think the difference now, as far as like, you know, you're, you're looking at homophobia and like, you know, back in when hate crimes were even still, you know, Mike, Matthew Shepard and all that stuff to think of the difference between that. And then these people actually seeing them as a gift from the gods that they actually had, you know, um, and I'm not saying that it did all because it was not just gay people. It was more so about, you know, if they were more uh, feminine or, you know, basically they didn't have to identify with man or woman. They had both in them. Mm-hmm. And that's what they mm-hmm. you know viewed them as. And I just thought, like, what a beautiful concept. The fact that they were actually not only accepted, but appreciated and actually looked up upon. And, and, and what a start 
starch contrast to what I've experienced in my life and not trying to set anything else in that because I Lord knows none of y'all want to hear it anyway. But I'll say this as a gay person, like that is one thing that I think that I think led me into a very extensive drug addiction that honestly completely ruined my life to an extent. Now it's coming back a lot and I've, I've done a lot of work on myself, but it did take me to some depths that I never honestly thought I would ever be in in my life. And I'm saying that in a sense of, I think my struggle with my sexuality is one of the biggest contributing factors to why I went and used drugs and what led to, you know, crystal meth addiction for almost five to seven years. Um, so I'm so, glad you brought that up. Yeah. Um, and our time isn't really limited unless yours is. Um, and I don't know if you can drive and talk or whatever. Well, on if the you've route, got I, something. I'm good. I, I could probably reach about 10 more minutes if that's cool. If that's cool. I hope you can cut that out or whatever. But um, is that is that okay with you? Probably about 10 or 15. Because I, I just, I don't have the car out too late. And it's a long story. Well, I hope okay. You okay. So anyway. Um, well, now I forgot what I was going to say. Sorry, girl. Edit that. What was I going to say? I'll edit it for you if you need it. <laughs> what was i gonna say uh it was a good thing about two-spirit we were talking about two-spirit uh, oh no drug addiction the drug is the oh yes so as as i've done my studies with all of this um and it's not just with um gender but with um narcissists mm. and all of um people that are have so many different uh, mental disorders. Yeah. Um, everything, everything's got a disorder name now. Yeah, it sure does. <laughs> manipulation. I just found yeah. out there's manipulation is a disorder. Really? Wow. Yeah, and it also goes along with, um, they've found that most narcissists are yeah. also have the manipulation disorder. And I yeah. think it's hilarious. Like, so these things were always going on. They just didn't have names. And so now, ain't that the truth? Yeah. yeah. And so now, now they've got all these names and, and they can put them together and um, yeah. they're, they're all mental disorders. But I think um, that is the best way for us to like, get ahead of that, you know, as far as not only like, I don't know what that looks like, but yeah. But so when I, when I went into, and I knew I was, going to do wanted to do a podcast on on this is because as i'm going through all all of these different topics this wasn't one that was being talked a lot a lot on podcasts and i know mm. a lot of people that want to know these things mm -hmm. but so as i'm doing my homework it's like all of these disorders they say have a lot to do with child trauma mm. childhood trauma that's right um and and also a lot of these end up leading to drug addiction or that's alcohol right. that's right because Respect that's the way that yeah. they're covering that's right that's, they're hurt and they're pain mm. so it was just interesting to me that you brought that up because well, I did want to make sure that we also absolutely. touched base well, on that. I think it's important too, because to be honest with you, I will say this in my experience, it is an epidemic. It is a hidden epidemic that this world I, I'm afraid of is going to be revealed within the next several years that gay men and crystal meth and what the damage 
it's doing. Um, it is so rampant right now in a sense of, and it's, it, it, it literally, it, it slays me to get on grinder and to see some of the guys that will actually ask me if I party or not. And the, the most handsome, like put together, man, I'm, it's just, it's rampant right now in the, in the gay community. It is insane. Gay men, the way they're using meth and destroying their bodies with that and GHB and party drugs and just having sex after sex after sex. I mean, just medicating. Medicating. So, so it sounds yeah. like they've like got an addictive personality. Period. Totally. But what does that come from? Like we just said, right? These 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 things that stem from early on in our life that we don't know how to deal with and don't seek the help or whatever to you know that they just build and it just builds into a deeper, darker shadow. And that's my thing. Okay, learning to understand and accept my shadow has been one of the biggest like reliefs of my life. I think recently, especially with my drug addiction, is understanding. You know what? I do have this thing that follows me and it could be the devil. It could be, I don't know what it is, but it, it does not want me to succeed and be good in this life. And I need to acknowledge it and that it's there rather than just ignoring it and being in denial that I don't have this part of me that is not good, <laughs> you know? Okay. I know it's uh, like another thing in itself, but I, I do want to, like, I think that is, I think that's with narcissism and all that though. I think that comes from that is like learning to accept your shadow and that, that's, we all have one. Okay. So do are you comfortable with who you are now? Mm. Or has it gotten better? Mm. Are you is it something you're working on? I mean, what do you you know what I'm saying like a lot a lot of a lot of people that I've interviewed, you know, it's been like sex addiction and so on and so forth and a lot of them are going through and it took them years but through counseling just to and not like as a disorder but just to have a non-biased opinion to help them through it well i think Um, i'm sorry go ahead hon well some people are afraid of talking to a counselor you know that that that's going to be like making them look like they've got something wrong with them instead of you know and and and, you know (laughs) well you know me i'm a life coach so i don't believe i mean i i think everybody needs one i do too i think we all need one of you in our lives absolutely (laughs) and and i'm wake up to you and to go to bed before like for real i wish you were right right there my ear right like it's nah. nothing it's nothing to be ashamed of it's somebody non-biased well, that you we, can think if we lived in a world where that where that mentality actually existed where we did not judge others for their, their actual feelings their true emotions and actually how they are feeling and how often we just say oh i'm good i'm fine how are you i'm fine good bye okay like, uh, isn't oh, that ridiculous we yeah, all do that actually i'm really fucking shitty my wife just cheated on me i have i just ran out of gas and I, like you know what i'm saying like i don't know like all these like like who actually stops and says that when when someone asks you yeah oh um, yeah i have that conversation with people all the time like um okay but you know i can hear in their voice fine i'm like really yeah like no, you're not. You can because no, like on the phone, I can even tell it. Especially if you're close to that person, you know, if you if you have a good relationship with that person, you always know. Like, nope, you're not. What's wrong? Yeah. What's so wrong? so why why didn't you just say you're fine? All right. Oh, and not to go. I totally kind of jumped your question, girl. I not to go back to that as far as if I'm better, I or, yeah. or in my life, I I would just like to say I am. However, 
I think the one thing that still kind of remains in question to me in terms of like my uh, sexuality is, is learning to not put so much pressure on the, uh, the existence of the fact that like I'm 35 and I still am not like coupled like or in a, like a very like long-term relationship or married or anything like that or have kids like most people and the thing is I know that it's different now but like there's that lingering part of me that's like oh my god am I gonna die alone like what if I'm 80 and I have to wipe my own ass who's gonna wipe my ass like my niece she ain't gonna come up you know who's gonna like literally I ain't got no kids like I ain't got no you know like so I think that's one thing that like does like in the back of my mind is just like that basic sense of like being lonely and like like in this life and like not having like that partner and not being able to find it because and I know that's like, a, but I think that's part of being like, being like this is, is sometimes you just, I don't know, like, it's just, it's a little bit more of a challenge, especially living in the area that I am now. Well, date. that's what I was going to say. I don't, you think it would be different if you lived in a different town that Probably. it was very common in? Probably. But then again, I have before and I still didn't really find it. And I think in a sense of I me, mean, I'll go back to, you know it comes down to me meeting someone that I share a lot of interest and common things with, but also differences and to have that bond that I, I, I just think I don't let, I don't know. I think for me, I, I have to learn to let myself let my guard down a little bit with that in a sense of allowing someone to come in. Cause I'm so quick to like, be like, Oh, they're not for me. No, Ugh, no. Like I just find the find the things that are wrong before I find anything that's right. You know? Like so I, do you have really high expectations? I do. Okay. Is is there online dating sites for Yes, but y'all know that they're tragic Tinder Bumble. Oh my gosh, Grinder. Don't even start on Grinder. They got it down to the feet now and how close you are to these people. How I mean, like you could hook up with someone just by like literally getting on oh 30 feet away you'll work come over. Uh, you're you're down the hall. Cool. I'm in this <laughs> like it's so crazy like it's such a now more than anything as far as actually finding true intimacy or like any sort of like you know which i don't even know that i don't know i don't know that i even believe in like the one or even honestly monogamy in that sense i don't know that i even believe in actually like i don't know so i so in that sense i sound very like i'm still but i i am very much finding myself and have found myself in this but there's still like a lot of like evolving i think and that's i think i'm okay with that because i think i want that to be the process of this in my life you know okay so let me let me ask you this since you feel like you are kind of in a hurry here Sorry, um yeah. maybe maybe i can help you out here why don't you tell me what it is that you are looking for in a man mm. oh well um <laughs> Since you said your expectations are so high. I do. And I want to like listen. I mean, here's the thing. And they're not like, to be honest with you, and that's what's funny. And I'll tell you what, I probably would have started off with physical attributes. I ain't going to lie. I'm such that basic ass kind of hoe sometimes. Like, I ain't going to lie. I probably say Shame gotta, on you. He's got to have a strong ass beard. I know that. Shame <laughs> on you. I know. And I'm being totally plastic <laughs> and, and fake. But no, I, I, for real to me, I think it's, I think it's actually empathy. I think that has become one of the most attractive qualities a person can have to me, regardless of r romantic, intimate, intimate friend, whatever. Empathy is just so attractive to mm -hmm. someone to ha be able to like go to someone else's point of to be able to walk in their shoes, know what they, you know, rather than just, I don't know. I think that's an attractive quality. So 
I don't know. Girl, I'll meet I'll meet my Mr. Mrs. Someone something. Maybe they'll have oh by the way, I I well, I won't get into that. I'll tell you that off off the record, but um <laughs> I had I had a recent transsexual experience too, which was uh, eye opening and, and at first for me. But anyway, uh, <laughs> I'll get you that scoop on the down low. You can't you can't <laughs> do that when I'm ending this, so you gotta tell me now. Oh my gosh. Well, I I just never experienced that, but it was a really actually fantastic um and now it wasn't just like a one-off like hookup it was actually i we we hung out multiple times and and, and i still am talking in person but uh it was just a really they're female to male um so still have female parts but are going through like you know you know the more to the male so but still like it was like what i loved about it and this is what i think i've always loved about men is because there's something about like the chill like just like you're you're with your bro, like you're with your bud. Like there's just some commonality with that, and I, I actually think that that's why I liked that about her or him because, yeah, and I love the you know the woman parts. So I mean, it's like that, wow, that actually was a nice package. So maybe I just don't even like the 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 physical male. Maybe I just like the uh, you know emotional component of the male, but I like the physical female. <laughs> I don't know, but it was a great experience, and I loved it. I'm glad that I. I let my guard down and, and actually like, you know, went went out with one and, you know, and, and just kind of, I don't know, because that's something I would have never done in the past. I'm like, Oh no, I'm no, I'm not going to date a tranny, which is so judgmental and of, and almost a homo, a homophobic internalized homophobia in me too. You know, I'll say that. So anyway, wow. And that's a lot, but we're trying yeah. to, yeah. Okay. So I'm so glad we did this by the way. <laughs> that's 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 great um i i wish we could have more time because i can we'll do ta- a, a tons of questions we can we can we can, we can do part two <laughs> well because i didn't really get like all my questions in and um, oh and i didn't talk about my dad so that's a whole nother thing <laughs> right right <laughs> right so, so I, yeah. I i think we're gonna have to plan a part two awesome um so that we can go on from there yeah um but i did i did want to at least know that there's something i i want you to give those out there Mm. that are listening to this that we're so much looking for maybe some things to some ideas Mm. or ways to go when they're um not sure of who they are or if they're what they like or being bullied yeah um i don't i hate to say it i don't i don't know if there's as much bullying anymore as there used to be i know that's so so cliche and it's a trevor project but it does get better i mean that is literally so true because the fact of the matter is high school is terrible for for being gay i mean that is the worst time literally going through the process of school middle school high school holy cow but do you think it's going to continue to be that I hope way? Not. I think it's traumatically Cause, different now. Because, yeah. But, but again, college, completely different. After that, completely different. I mean, you will still, trust me, uh, you, will, you will get snagged throughout life as far as that same kind of stuff. But the thing is, you, I think, evolve as a person and grow. And you also learn, it is not about meeting, having someone else there to meet your needs. You have to meet your own needs and to understand who you are and like the self-discovery. And that's what I think. I think I was always so clingy to like, oh, I got to find someone. I got to meet Mr. Right or whatever or that, you know, 
like, but what am I even doing? I don't even know why I'm trying to meet this person because I don't even know who the hell I am. So get to know yourself. Get to right. know who you are. And what exactly. You are. Yeah. And and I would tell this to male or female, gay, not gay, mm. whatever is. Yes, first you you have to be with okay with whoever you are. That's right. Um, just like I would. I mean, as I felt to myself, like when I was going through cancer, I have to take care of myself first before I can take care of other people. Yeah. Um, and so this, like you said, the, you said, told me earlier, you had to be kind of selfish in a sense, which is very rare for you. So that's probably a different feeling for you to have to almost kind of be selfish. <laughs> very much, very much. I had, a, well, yeah, if you talk to my family, they'd say she was doing things she shouldn't have been doing, you know. Mm-hmm. But in, you know, it was like I wasn't resting as much, you know, I was determined that I was going to beat something so bad yeah. that like when I should have been resting, I was up doing stuff because I didn't want to get weak. And that's why she's a life coach, y'all. She's just kicking my <laughs> ass all the time. Yes. Yes. Cancer. You know, but I also listened to my body. That's and right. So when it said, okay, you're done, yeah. I was done. You know, I'm just like, okay, you're, you, you got to quit whether you want to or not. Yeah. And so there is a lot of self care. And I think that goes mm. with the anything. Mm. So, uh, in ending with your part, um, number one, I just I just want to give this advice out, and you can tell me if you agree or disagree. Um, but you 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 brought it up as far as getting to know yourself and being comfortable with yourself is is really really important. Um, I do think we need to actually study if maybe we're being too cynical. Maybe we yeah. Have, too high expectations potentially you know um and really is the most important to any of us really should be the inside of a person that's right you know well, their heart my, their personality you know yeah um, and, and of course it's always a bonus if it if they have the looks that you want Oh, totally. But, you know, the other side of that is that looks change with personality. <laughs> they so do. And with age and time, they do. You know, they, they absolutely, they do. Have, well, looks Rec- are definitely fading. Yeah. Recently, I saw a movie, and I don't remember the name of it, but um, a movie where this guy, when his, he was 10 years old, his dad was dying. And his mom made him, like, go into the hospital room to say goodbye to him. And his dad, like, opened his eyes when he saw the, his son. And he said, son, I just have one thing to say to you before I die. This 10-year-old boy, okay, and this 10-year-old boy was even scared to go into the room. Mm. Didn't, you know, didn't, didn't want to see his dad dying. And his dad said, make sure that the woman that that you choose has big boobs mm. and a beautiful long hair. Oh, gosh. And he like named all these physical oh, things and then he dies. <laughs> wow. Okay. And so this, this kid is growing up only picking beautiful Lord, like what? everything that his dad said. Okay. But 
he's he's not happy in any of them and going through them like crazy i'm sure yeah and yes going through them like crazy and the thing is he was like a nerdy kid and anyway long story short some he got he got hit in the head or something and like he went through this like out of body experience and he was like like he was you know he died and was going through the white light and all that you know and he was given this choice of he could go back but to help him out they were gonna he would only see the person from the inside Mm. so and it was really kind of cool because he was like dating all these girls that he they looked on the outside absolutely gorgeous to him Mm -hmm. um but it was their personality and and he didn't know till the end that they were actually it was nobody there there was there was heavy girls there were really ugly girls you know all this but he was he liked their personality um, do you remember what was that movie? Do you remember that movie though? No, Doctor, the fat suit. No, okay. Well, shoot. No. Well, it, it's like. But that, anyway, though. it was it's really good because he falls in love with the fat. Yeah, but yeah, that's, that's maybe it is that one. What was it called? Oh, I can't remember. Man, it's good. I can't remember the lead actor too. That that, that maybe Adam Sandler. I don't know. Didn't anyway. no, it wasn't Adam. Well, the one I watched wasn't Adam. But it's a good movie. at the at the end, didn't he end up going to the fat girl? The fatty, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yes. More yeah. cushion for that pushing anyway. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and I should hey, I, I shouldn't even be using that word because I don't like that well, word. Well, I should I shouldn't have been meaning because honestly, and the thing is, it's you know that's a beautiful look for a lot of people anyway, having a little extra thickness. I well, love, absolutely. Yeah, you know, but anyway, um, yeah, that's crazy. Okay. All right. Well, um, so we're going to end it with your advice um, of finding yourself first and mm. taking care of yourself. And also, can I, one more thing. Of course. I forgot. Um, also, looking at it in a, for just once, if you've not looked at it any other way, like the whole time, but look at it in a sense of God actually maybe, just maybe – made you that way for a reason and you're actually here like the way you are for a reason instead of being completely an abomination or anything out there that makes your you know plants that seed for something darker to 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 grow in your mind don't let that you know like like look at look at it look at things differently for a change if you if you've only looked at it in one way for so long look at things differently if you're stuck or anything um i just know how that can be so that was it Okay. All right. Well, um, I'm looking forward to talking to you again for part Part two. two. (laughs) Yes. I mean, soon. And and it was really, really nice talking Mm -hmm. to you. Thank you you so much. And thanks for all your friends listening. Oh, yeah. Um, And do do share it. I'll let you know when it's available. Mm -hmm. Um, I might even need your help editing i don't know we'll see after i listen to it <laughs> well i was hoping there would be another train come through here to end us out but man <laughs> wouldn't that be fun wouldn't well, that be something I, that'd be great yeah. I, I actually have a little tiny like effect a little no, yeah. it's Put a choo-choo you got you on this one <laughs> okay okay <laughs> i love it Thanks all right me. i love you dog. you're Appreciate welcome you. love you too bye
Hi, this is Christy. Welcome, beautiful people. Today we're going to talk about post-traumatic stress disorder. That's PTSD. And I have a special guest here with me called John. Hi, Christy. Thanks for having me. How you doing, John? Great. How are you? Great. 